Okay. All right, come see if I've got that thing on. 8.45 a.m. 15 years ago, the first play went into the trading towers. It's one of those things that uh, you always remember where you were, you know? You can remember where you were when the Challenger blew up. Over 3,000 people lost their lives in one day. And we were thrown as a nation into a chaos that we have never, ever been before. Fifteen years ago, sometimes our memories are very short, very short, about the rawness and about what happened. Right after 9-11, the churches were full. Were full. Because when when tragedy strikes, when when heart hearts are hurting, you're drawn to faith in Jesus and to the church and as CW pray to those who love you and who are glad to see you. May we never ever forget 9-11. May we never ever so today, 15 years later, we thank the Lord for our country and for what we have here and the blessings that we enjoy. And uh, again, let's not take it for granted. Isaiah 56. Isaiah 56. We're going to try to do Isaiah 56 and Isaiah 57 uh, today. And uh, <clears throat> that's, uh, that's on page uh, 526 in your little Bible. And then if you will, uh, go to, hold your finger there, and go to page 55 in your little Bible. Okay. Let's do a little review. Isaiah prophesied. He wrote about what's happening in Israel and what would happen to God's people. And it's all rooted with what happened over 700 years before that time. That time. God led them out, the Israelites, that is, God led them out of Egypt. He led them by His own strong hand. <coughs> and look at Exodus 19. Uh, <coughs> let's look at, uh, at verse 5. This is something we've read time and time and time again, but you need to understand the background of what we got. It's in your little Bible on page 55. Isaiah, I mean, um, Exodus 19, verse 5. <clears throat> now then, if you will indeed obey. Obey. We've run that little word 
Obey. 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 If you will obey, when Saul had gone and defeated the Philistines, and he brought back all these things. But what did he not do? He did not obey. Samuel confronted him. And Samuel told him, he says, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey. Okay. Exodus 19, 5. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. Verse 8. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses brought back the words of the Lord to the people. Verse chapter 20. Might be on the same page, I'm not sure. Let's look at verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. It is, in it you shall do no work, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your cattle, nor your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. In verse 10, he says, but the seventh is a Sabbath. Sabbath means in Hebrew, a rest for the soul. A rest for the soul. Fast forward that to the New Testament. We said last week that if you were a believer in Jesus, you were wrapped in the, the family. But Hebrews also tells us that if the, if the first covenant had been perfect, there would have been no need for a second. And yet Hebrews tells us the, the second covenant is what we need to look at because Jesus made the first covenant of none effect. As they were going to the tomb after Jesus crucified, uh, was crucified and was buried on the first day of the week. And that's the first time in Scripture, but it's in all Gospels. At the first day of the week, the ladies went there on the first day of the week. Later on in 1 Corinthians, Paul says, when he was talking about collection for the saints, he says, lay aside on the first day of the week your collection and bring it to the Lord's house. That there will be no, you won't have to hurry around and get it together when I get there first day of the week. And so Christians, we use the first day of the week, equivalent to the Old Testament Sabbath. 
but it's the first day of the week for us, which is Sunday, which was Sunday. Now, Isaiah 56. Last week we talked about <clears throat> Isaiah 55, and we wound up, and we were in verse 13 of 55, instead of the bush, the cypress will come up, instead of the nettle, the myrtle will come up, and it will be a memorial to the Lord for an everlasting sign that will not be cut off. And we said at that time that this was, Isaiah was talking about the millennium, this thousand years rule and reign which we have called the millennium here. In this time. And so he continues in Isaiah 56 and he talks about this. Thus says the Lord, I told you he stays still, but I can't stay still. All right. 56 verse 1. Thus says the Lord, Preserve justice and do righteousness, for my salvation is about to come, and my righteousness is to be revealed. How blessed is the man that does this, and the Son of Man who takes hold of it who keeps from profaning the Sabbath and keeps his hands from doing evil. Verse 2. How blessed is the man who does this, who preserves justice and does rightness. And what is Isaiah saying? Blessed is the man who obeys. Blessed is the man who obeys and does these things. And he says, uh, who keeps from profaning the Sabbath, keeps his hands from doing evil. He says, but, Bill said, but, let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, the Lord will surely separate me from his people, nor let the eunuch say, behold, I'm a dry tree. For thus says the Lord, the eunuchs who keep the Sabbath, and choose to please me and hold fast my covenant. To them I will give my house and within my walls a memorial, a name better than all the sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name which shall not be cut off. Now what Isaiah is saying is new to a bunch of Jews because Deuteronomy says if you're a eunuch, you can't even come to the temple. You have no place of worship. And if you're a foreigner, if you're not of the line of Jacob, you don't have any right. But at this time, the millennium, if you're faithful, God says to the eunuch, He says, you'll have children that you never knew about. And he said they'll be blessed, blessed of the Lord, if you obey. If you obey. <clears throat> Hebrews also says, you know, it says, <clears throat> don't forsake the assembling of yourself together as a matter of some is. But be there. Be there. We've 
talk about this. You all know it. <clears throat> you know? Can you worship out in, if I was in the upstate, I'd say Lake Hartwell. Uh, if you, can, you, <laughs> can you worship the Lord at Lake Water Revival? Yeah, you can. If you're out there fishing, you might not remember to. <laughs> might not remember to. It's something about coming here together. I look forward to seeing every one of you. See how you pray. He looks forward to seeing us. Don't forsake him. And Isaiah said, Hey, do what's right. Do what's right. Obey. Keep the Sabbath. And you'll be a blessed man. Look at verse 6. Also the joiner, the foreigner who joined themselves to the Lord, to minister to him and to love the name of the Lord. Be his servants, everyone who keeps from profaning the Sabbath. Hold fast my covenant, even those I will bring to my holy mountain. And make them joyful in the house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar. The Old Testament said, no, foreigners, foreigners' sacrifices are not acceptable. Isaiah said, there's coming a day where they'll be very, very acceptable. Most of the mega churches that we have today, they have a common theme. One of them is, is salvation. And God's blessing them because they're reaching the lost. The next thing that they're almost universally doing they, they are accepting to anybody. Now, we aren't in this church. I don't think we, we look down our noses on somebody that, that might not look like we. But there are some congregations that that's the case. There are some congregations that that's the case. I pray that we never, ever form a country club here. That this will always be a place that wounded, hurting, not perfect people are welcome to come. That are welcome to come and hear the gospel. If we ever go there, we're finished. We're finished. I can promise you, with our new pastor who's coming next week, he's excited about coming. He told me at Clarence's funeral, he says, Thursday, I'm finishing up Everything I've got. Everything I've got. His new office will be ready. Morning. Yes, sir. Close. <laughs> putting putting uh, down on the spot. <clears throat> He's got a, a new uh, love seat and chair coming Thursday. He's picked up his computer, and so he's excited about coming. But I can promise you this: there'll be an emphasis in his preaching on you and I winning the loss. Because if we focus inside, we can't get it done. If we're all concerned about my Ford and no more, it's not going to happen. We need to look beyond ourselves, beyond the people that we go with. Now that's a problem with me. 
I'm having to change my prayer. Lord, put in my path somebody you want me to witness to. You want me to talk to. Because more times than not, there's a day that goes by and I don't see anybody but this lady. I know where she stands. <laughs> but put me in the way of somebody that needs to know Jesus. She's better at it than I, I am. I go to the cleaners and I pick up the cleaning and I come home. Belka goes to the cleaners and she has a 30-minute conversation with a guy who's taken up the stuff. She finds out who his parents are, where he goes to church, if he goes to church. The Lord's got to work with me. You see what I'm saying? But we've got to look beyond ourselves. And Pastor Tweedy is going to challenge us to do that. Challenge us to do that. We want to grow. We want to grow. We want the people God wants us to have here in this church. I don't want somebody from some other church. I want somebody that doesn't have a church, that doesn't know the Lord. That's who I want in this congregation. Isaiah said, the farmers are welcome. <clears throat> Their sacrifice will be acceptable because of who they are. Okay. All right. <clears throat> the latter parts of verse 7. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Does anybody know a church that's been named a house of prayer for all people? There's one in Rock Hill, there's one in here, there's one everywhere, I think. A house of prayer for all people. Daddy Grace. That's not even Massachusetts. No. No. Daddy Grace. Really? Yes. And that Daddy was in because most of that town was Catholic. Yeah. I met Daddy Grace. I, I could say something. <laughs> a house of prayer for all people. <clears throat> I trust this place will be a house of prayer for all people. Verse 8. And the, the Lord God who gathers the dispersed of Israel declares... Yet others I will gather to them, to those already gathered. So the first eight verses of chapter uh, 56, he's talking about blessings. He's talking about blessings to the nation of Israel. Now from verse 9 through the end of chapter 70, uh, 57, he's talking about the disobedience that they do. The curses, so to speak. And he, Isaiah always brings this, you do this, you don't do this, God's going to do this. Every time, though, that God's people humbled themselves and came back to Him, God said, okay, okay. If you want an interesting reading, sit down sometime and read Judges. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting book. We have people that like Gideon, like Solomon. Excuse me, that's not where, right? Gideon. Who's the other guy? Samson. 
it starts with S. Anyway, <laughs> Gideon and Samson and, and uh, uh, Deborah and some of these people who were judges. It's very interesting, but the, the Lord, they would get away from the Lord for 30, 40, 50 years, and yet they would come, come back and say, Oh, Lord, come help us. And he'd send a judge, and the judge would lead them back to himself. Then he'd get an ease in Zion and go back to the same old thing. The Philistines and the Moabites and all these people would take them and take them in captivity for 40, 50 years and they'd cry again and the Lord would take them back. So Isaiah saying, he says, those were the blessings. You keep the commandments, obey me, keep the Sabbath, and I'll bless you. He always has. He always did. All these kings that we've been talking about. But now look in what happens in verse 9 and following. All the beasts of the fields and all you beasts of the forest come and eat. His watchman is blind. All of them know nothing. They're all but mute dogs unable to bark. Dreamers laying down who love to slumber. The dogs are greedy. They're not satisfied. And their shepherds, they have no understanding. They've all turned to their own way, each one to his unjust gain to the last one. Come, they say. Let us get wine. Let us drink heavily of strong drink. And tomorrow will be like today, only more so. Bring that to where we are today. What would you call that verse? Say it again, Bob. Eat, drink, and be merry. Eat, drink, and be merry. Chapter 57. The righteous man perishes and no man takes it to heart. A devout man are taken away while no one understands for the righteous man is taken away from evil and he enters into peace. The rest of their beds, each one walk in his upright way. But, come here, you sons of sorcerer, offspring of an adulterer and a prostitute. Against whom do you jest? Against whom do you open wide your mouth and stick out your tongue? You are children of rebellion and offspring of deceit who inflame yourselves among the yokes under every luxuriant tree who slaughter the children in the ravines under the cliffs and the grags. Verse 7. Upon a high and lofty mountain you made your bed. You went up there to altar sacrifices behind the door and the doorpost. <clears throat> You've set up a sign. Indeed, far removed from me. Far removed from me. Verse 11. Of whom were you worried and fearful? When you lied, you did not remember me, nor give me a thought. Was I not silent even for a long time, so you did not fear me? I will declare your righteousness and your deeds, but they will not profit you. When you cry out, let your collection of idols deliver you, but the wind will carry them all up and the breath will take them away. In Isaiah 44, when Art taught us 
Isaiah used it illustration. He says, you, you cut out a tree. And he says, part of it, you cook dinner. The other part, you make an idol. You know, Judas said, what if they burn the wrong part? You know, it's just a tree. It's just wood. But what Isaiah says, he says, let the idol take care of you. Go back to the Ten Commandments that we just read, the first part of it. God says, you will have no other gods before me. And that ultimately was the ruin of Israel. It started, started with Solomon. God said, don't marry these local girls. They're going to get you in trouble. He says, you stay with the line of Israel to find your wives. What happened? He married a bunch. And they did exactly what God said they were going to do. They changed his heart. And he was a man after God's own heart. And then he was nothing. He's nothing. He turned it over to his son, and that was the end of the nation of Israel. They went into captivity. We've talked about that. Isaiah prophesied about it. The southern kingdom and the northern kingdom, we've talked all about what would happen there because they did not obey and do what the Lord wanted us to do. A couple of summers ago, our kids taught us a lesson from Micah. What does the Lord require of us? Seek justice, love, mercy, and walk humbly. Say it again. Seek justice, love, mercy, and walk humbly. With your God. He says, I'm not concerned about the barrels of oil that you sacrifice. I'm not concerned about all those things. You just be obedient to what you want to do and God will bless you. God will bless you. You know that's true today. It's true with us today. If we're obedient to what we know the Lord wants us to do. Now, if the Lord hadn't dealt with you on something, that's okay. But to your knowledge, if you are obedient to what the Lord has told you to do and you obey Him, God will bless you. Now, I didn't say everything would be perfect. I didn't say that there wouldn't be some rough rides. But in and through it all, in and through it all, God will bless you. I shook hands with Kent Jewel in the first service this morning. I said, Kent, how are you? And he said a greeting that we've all heard before, but it's all so true. He said, Bill, much better than I deserve. And it's true. Because of God's blessings to us as obedient children. Okay. Verse 13, the latter part of it. But, but, he who takes refuge in me will inherit the land and possess my holy mountain. Verse 15. 
And thus says the High and Exalted One, the One who lives forever and whose name is Holy. This is a theme that Isaiah has come back and forth from from time to time. He said, He says, I am holy and I am the Lord and there's no one besides me and you better watch out because I can do what I said I can do. Time and time again, Isaiah's come to that conclusion. Uh-oh. I gotta quit. <laughs> well, Arch, you do what you want to next week. You pick up there chapter 58 or wherever you want to next week. Okay? I love you. Thank you for being here today. And uh, let's pray. Father, we ask you to be with us and go with us. Father, put people in our paths that don't know you, that we can be a witness to them. And Father, may we be obedient to what we know, what you've told us about. Let us be obedient to what we know and honor you in everything we do. And we'll give you the glory for it all. In Jesus' name we ask you. Amen. <coughs>